Hey everybody, before we get into this episode, I wanna let you all know that Patchworks needs our help. Unfortunately, due to economic pressures beyond their control, the community that they have built at Patchworks is at risk of losing its home. Uh, so they're reaching out for all of our help and I am trying to amplify that signal. The impact that Patchworks has had on the Northwest synth community cannot be uh, overstated. And I can also speak personally. I'm not sure where I would be if I would have this show, if the show would have made it as far as it has uh, without Patchworks. In fact, Cindy from Patchworks was the very first guest on Podular Modcast. And I'm going to keep this brief, but just know I have so many things that I want to say, but I want to start amplifying the... Uh, the call to help sooner than later. So I, w I plan to collect my thoughts and, and, and speak more uh, eloquently about how important Patrick's has been for me personally and our community up here. But um, until then, please just visit the link in the show description to the GoFundMe page and let's make sure that Patchworks doesn't go away because um, it is so incredibly important said that a million times now you get the point so please if you can go help out Welcome back to another episode of Podular Modcast. My name is Tim Held. This week we have the return of Morgan McWaters from Warren Instruments. We're going to talk about the new soundstage and all the modules that Warren has released since they were last on the show, which we're going to talk about um, was a while ago. It was a long time ago. But before we get into that, I want to thank everybody who has recently signed up for the Patreon. I'm going to be shipping stuff out next week for the giveaway that I do. Um, so be on the lookout around, I don't know, Monday or Tuesday, likely Monday, for me to post all the stuff I'm trying to get rid of on the Patreon page. And then after I post uh, all the stuff, all the goods that I'm going to be getting rid of, uh, I'll be giving them away in a first come, first serve kind of fashion where uh, you just comment, I want this, and then I'll get all your details and ship stuff out. Cassettes, blank panels, patch cables, and maybe a module. I'm still, I know I keep saying maybe a module, but it's still a maybe. Um, so yeah, once again, thank you to everybody who supports me on Patreon. If you would like to support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash podular modcast. Sorry for the late episode, but if you follow me on Instagram or keep up with my YouTube channel, uh, you know that a car ran into my house last week. Literally, it ran into my house. God f***ing damn it. I know I've talked about the roundabout right by my house uh, before on the show, uh, but if you're not familiar, there's a roundabout, it's 50 yards from my house, and it is a vortex of chaos. In the two years I've lived here, uh, two houses have had their fences smashed. Um, I've seen a handful of high-centered cars just get left there. People steal them. They drive really fast, don't see the roundabout, drive right over it, get high-centered, and just leave the car running sometimes. Um, so yeah, you know, every day, 
at uh, you know quitting time when everybody's going home from work, you're you're gonna hear some horns honking because nobody knows how to go through a roundabout. Um, and yeah, people drive like absolute maniacs. So I'm sitting here in the studio working on this very episode that you're watching right now, and I hear this really loud crash, which I know means something's going down out the roundabout. So I stand up from where I'm sitting now, uh, right behind the camera are my windows to look down on my front yard. I open the blinds just in time to see a old Volvo come barreling off the road through my yard, take out a bunch of my plants, chew up my, my lawn, and then smash into my front porch. Luckily, he didn't get into the house and no windows were broken, so, uh, you know, it could have been much worse, but it was a pretty wild day. Um, I, of course, filmed a bunch of it uh, for insurance reasons, but also because, you know, I like to film stuff. So, in true Tim fashion, I made uh, a little short film about it, so I'm going to play that for you right now, and then we'll get into this chat with Morgan from War.
and we're rolling with Morgan McWaters from Warn. I was uh, I was listening to your previous episode just to kind of like you know um, get new ideas, see what we talked about then, so we don't cover the same exact stuff. But I don't know if you know this, but one thing I commented on when we first started tra- chatting on that first episode was we were both wearing death metal. Uh, like font ah. <laughs> t-shirts and now i see you once again you are wearing a death metal font t-shirt <laughs> oh yeah, <Love> yeah. <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah actually love, love a bit of metal graphic what's that I, I love i love some metal graphic yeah me too so you were on episode 95 and this will be episode 275 maybe so oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, March of 2020. So almost four oh, years, that, which is crazy. That was an exciting time. Yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. That was like right when everything was starting to like crack and crumble apart. In fact, yeah. if it was released on March 20th, we may, we, it was likely recorded at least a week or maybe two before. So it's like things might not have been totally shut down. So yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we have a lot of catching up to do because you've done a lot yeah. since. Um, yeah. And I'm trying to think about where to start, but um, I know we did we did cover this on the first episode, but again, that was four years ago. So for anybody who you know hasn't listened to that in four years or is new to this, a lot of your modules are kind of um, built around the idea of mid-side processing. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, a couple of them, yeah. And I was curious, I would like to see, I would, uh, yeah, if you, if you wouldn't mind, um, just kind of explaining that in the most lay terms as possible, the, the concept of mid side, because it has changed the way I mix and everything now, um, still don't fully understand it. So this is partially for me (laughs) as well. (laughs) Um, yeah, so it's basically, uh, it's a different it's a different way of encoding stereo. So instead of just having the left and the right separately, you've got the mid, which is everything, and then the side, which is the differences between the left and the right. Um, and so it lets you kind of process things in a, I guess, a more, like a more symmetrical way, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. so, you, so your left and your right processing don't have to be exactly the same to get a, an output which is like balanced around the center. Mm-hmm, I guess right. that would be the simplest way to do it, to, to describe it. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, it's, a, it's as we know, like mixing and, and just producing stuff or getting stuff, you know, like pre-mixed to record, uh, to to lighten the load of, of post-production. You know, it's like there's so especially when you're dealing with modular and especially because you know a lot of people do just stereo pairs from their mixer out you know that there's a lot of frequencies going on so i feel like the mid side thing is uh is especially useful within the world of of modular uh production yeah i reckon it is <laughs> yeah no i i i think it's so i just i just discovered this uh mid side split uh plugin in bitwig and oh, yeah. it's so cool because, you know, like once you just split a track or the, I usually put it on the master, but I've been experimenting with putting it on more full, like, full, like 
individual tracks that have like a pretty uh, wide frequency range. Um, and just being able to split those and then individually process those, you know, you can put, you could put one EQ on, uh, the mid and then one EQ on the side and then run the sum of those two equalized mid sides into, you know, a dynamic, um, you know, like a, a multi-band compressor or something like that. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I hope no one out there out is uh, cringing at what I just said because I don't really have any <laughs> formal training in mixing, but I've been mixing my own stuff for like 10 years. Um, so I'm sure I do a bunch of stuff quote unquote wrong, but um, yeah, I mean, everything yeah. got made up by somebody at some point. So. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, seeing as it has been four years since you've been on the show, uh, do you want to do a little recap of, you know, just what's happened with you and, and Warring and what's come out since? Because I'm pretty sure you've released yeah. at least like four or five modules since then. Yeah, well, I think, so I think when I spoke to you, I'd the parallax and the vertex hadn't come out yet, but I think they were I'd, just I'd, about to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I demoed them at, uh, at the Tokyo festival of modular. Um, I think the November before or something. So yeah, they, yeah, the parallax and vertex came out with, and that's stereo, stereo filter and stereo VCA. Um, and then after that, the mid side plus came out, which is like a, a version of the mid side processor with a, uh, built-in with control that's um, yeah CV controllable and it's got a high-pass filter. And then what else? What came out after that? Oh, then the acronym came out the uh, mm -hmm. the oscillator, which is a um, yeah wave morphing oscillator, which is a, a yeah I called it wave morphing because it sort of does a thing that is not that common. But yeah, it's a analog oscillator where you can uh, voltage control the wave form so you oh, can get cool. some nice nice like wavetable-y sounds out of it um, but it's technically not a wavetable right because wavetable no, is no. usually like a digital set of waves that you can more you know change through yeah yeah um, yeah so it's because it's because it's it's analog and it's but it's got like a voltage controlled mixer built into it so you can at audio rates using the sub oscillator outputs or any of the outputs you can modulate the mixing of the different waveforms together so you'll mm -hmm. get like a little bit of a little bit of saw and then a little bit of triangle and then a little bit of wave fold and a little bit of sign and actually no it doesn't have saw in that that was a that was, <laughs> i need to look at the ramp is like oh, ramp yeah. no, uh, it goes it goes triangle square saw fold okay i don't know cool which, i don't so, know which one i i didn't say <laughs> so you're is it like i'm 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 about to venture out of my depths of comfort of talking about like circuitry and stuff so is this basically just like uh an oscillator core that has multiple waveforms and then the output you're just basically you know you're putting you're you're just mm. kind of mixing you're 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 controlling the level of the mix of each one of these waveforms, and that's how you're like, uh, you yeah. know, shaping the wave of the output audibly. Yeah, yeah, it's a that's it's a little um, it's a VCO on a chip called the SSI twenty one thirty, which there have been a lot of a lot of modules using mm -hmm. that that have come out recently because it's really it's a really nice, stable, easy to work with 
provided you can sold the tiny, tiny packages that they come in. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, it's got a, a voltage controlled mixer in it. And so I, when I started experimenting with it, I realized that I could use that voltage control mixer at audio rates to, to morph the waveforms. Okay. Um, now, yeah. have you, did you find a way, like, or do you have to add any sort of like, um, like, uh, attack and decay at least to that, like VCA of the switching between or like, no, no. now I'm fully out of my, my depth. Yeah. Here, but I mean, I, there's, there's a lot of, um, uh, like CV processing that goes into turning a single CV into the four CVs that, um, that kind of work together to to move the different, yeah, like the make the different amounts of the different waveforms. Okay. Uh, but yeah, once once they're into the into that, there's no, yeah, like I I wouldn't want to smooth it at all because then it wouldn't be able to work at at audio rates. And yeah, if you have a okay. really sharp attack on something, that's kind of how you get the edge of a square wave. So yeah, right, right, you want that's to be able point. to do all that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. So let's actually, I w- because I'm I'm just so fascinated with you know mixing and then especially the mid side stuff. Uh, I feel like all of your modules have like stereo is kind of like the uh, the bedrock of what a lot yeah. of them are based off of. So can we talk about uh, the uh, the parallax and the the vertex, which I demoed on the show, but it's been it's been a long yeah. time. So yeah, yeah. That- that has been a while. Have I got one lying around? I can't. I don't know. There's a lot of modules just all over the place here. <laughs> um, but now they're all they're attached to things. I think. Oh wait, I've got yeah. There's piles, piles and piles of modules. Yeah, I know yeah, how I that goes. Have, I don't have one that's unracked. But yeah, so the the parallax. I think oh, I don't even have one in the background of anything. Um, yeah, parallax is a low pass filter which is it's kind of um like a based on a, a like the sequential 80s low pass filter sound um mm-hmm. and it it treats stereo like there's yeah there's a lot of stereo filters where you've just got the frequency knob and it just changes the cutoff for the um left and the right together or there's some way you've got two knobs, one for left, one for right, and then that might as well just be two filters. Mm-hmm. So the parallax, you've got one knob, which is frequency, which does both, like so changes the cutoff of the left and the right together. And then there's another one called frequency skew, where when you turn it to the right, it raises the cutoff of the right filter and lowers the left and vice versa. Um, and then, yeah, voltage control over that. And the same with resonance as well. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, there's... There's a, I've got it. I added a two pole output to that one, which when I was looking at the circuit, I was like, oh, I could just tap the signal here. And then I've, I've got a two pole output with the resonance still being from the four pole. Um, cause I, I'm a bit of a fan of the, um, Oberheim like two pole filter. Like I kind of, yeah, I like that. So I, I added that to the, to the parallax. So that's something which is not in the, in the original sequential circuit. Okay. Um, and it sounds really good, I reckon. I end up using that more than the the four pole. Like I nice. It was one of those things where I was like, ah, I could do this. I'll, I'll just do it and see what it sounds like. And I was like, oh no, that's really good. Nice. Yeah, so yeah. 
Yeah, I re- um, yeah, I remember like while making those demos, just being like, "This is a really cool concept." Because, yeah, like so, so basically, if you like, now will it um, like if you just feed it your? I'm trying to remember now, but if you just feed it um, into like the left, is the left kind of like if you just plug in one input, will it mm, split yeah, it yeah. into the two? Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. So you can turn a mono input into a stereo output with that then yeah 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 Yeah, which is yeah that's a really handy you know like there are other stereo filters that would let you do that but if you don't have that kind of control over the difference between the left and the right Mm -hmm. then you kind of just end up with the same thing twice yeah that skew is 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 totally essential there that's that's a really really cool idea um and then the uh the vertex was also that's like a stereo VCA. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. So it's a, it's, it's got a, the same thing. Like a, there's a gain control and CV over the gain and then the skew between the left and the right. And, um, and yeah, the skew actually, rather than just changing the, the left and the right levels, the skew is affecting how much CV is going to the left and the right um vcas with another vca so um it means you know it's not like like there's a a little bit more kind of dynamism between like the way that the two interact and also i've used a, a a vca on a chip in that that um uh it tops out at at unity gain so Mm -hmm you can kind of like as as you drive the the cv in a bit harder like it with a with a normal envelope signal when you get to to cv cv control at 12 o'clock you start topping out and so instead of adding extra gain which then can clip and cause distortion it just sort of tops out like that and so you get a like a little hold stage oh cool um, yeah and it means as well like Basically, all your outputs, like your output f- from it, is is never going to be louder than the input. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you, you make sounds like as you turn it up, the sounds sound longer because they're longer in duration rather than higher in level. Um, gotcha. Which, so it's it's basically compressing the signal as it's going through, and then okay. when you when you use the skew control with that, you. While yeah, while you're driving the CV, so you've got that hold stage, it's changing the rel- like the sort of you know the psychoacoustic level between the left and the right by the length of time that it's at full volume, rather than necessarily the like if you look at the peak levels between the left and the right, they're going to be the same, but you'll you'll definitely hear the signal coming from either the left or the right because it's you know it's there for longer. So yeah, right. that's it's kind of i don't know it's it's one of those tricky psychoacoustic things to explain yeah. but it means <laughs> yeah. it means you can get all of that stereo action happening and then not worry about like clipping stuff or having a signal cuz cuz if you just use regular um you know amplitude panning then you once you start panning stuff to one side or the other you kind of lose half your signal Right, and if you've got a complex stereo like signal going, you don't want to lose half of it. But if you if you just have it at full volume for less time, yeah, 
Mm-hmm. It works better. Yeah. This this is something that just popped into my head, so I, I haven't uh, I haven't been able to poke potential holes in it, but I feel like what I'm what intrigues me like most I don't know not most but what's really intriguing about your your modules and your design concepts are you I feel like you take what could be just kind of you like like utilitarian ideas utility kind of ideas but like actually put them into the type of module that you'd put after a cool utility and you found a way to like really like combine those in a, a unique and interesting way and it's and like again, especially if you're going to be, you know, doing stereo out from your whole system for live or recording. Like I feel like, you know, having a, having a couple worn things in there is it's going to be very very helpful for you. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. It's it's all it's all stuff that I, you know, I kind of see there's a thing that I can think of that doesn't exist yet, mm-hmm. and then I make it. Yeah. yeah. I also want to say, uh, <laughs> what's that? Uh, I was just going to say, like when when I explain it like that, it sounds like, well, yeah, of course, that's how you would do a thing. But, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but there is well, a lot of stuff. You yeah, know, there's a lot of quad VCAs out there. Yeah, yeah, it's always it's. I'm always fascinated, especially now with you know, like it's been you know over six years since I've gotten into modular and how many more companies have sprouted up since and have, have gone by the wayside since as well. But like when I see like a, you know, a company like a new VCA or something like that, I'm always kind of like, okay, what, what is your take on this? You know? And it's, it's always cool to see like all these different uh, ideas that are, and something that all, all of the, all of you got, all of you makers of modular, uh, what you have in common is you, you tend to do designs of something that you're like, I want this and it doesn't exist. So I'm going to make it for myself. And I, if I want it, then other people probably will want it. So, um, that's such a cool, yeah. like punk kind of <laughs> ethos or something, you know? Yeah, um, totally. Another thing I really like, because I've always I've always really liked your um, your design aesthetic. You, you know, back back to the original modules. Um, you know, again, like kind of punk rocky, a little a little metally, um, and I I like the way that you've you've uh, kept that spirit, but with like the updated you know, look with, you know, with the, what you've done with like the red lights and everything. And it's just, your modules look so fucking cool, man. (laughs) I mean, I think like modular is a really, really cool thing. Mm -hmm. And so I think it should look cool. Like I agree. Yeah. I mean, I like, I've got a lot of, some of the less flamboyant designed modules, like, Mm -hmm. and they're still good, but you know, I think there's, yeah, some of the you know like the like I don't know if you can see over here I've got mm-hmm. a bunch of the the um uh, the weird ones with the gargoyles yeah, like on the them. Maleco. yeah 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 <laughs> cool um I like you know that were some of the first modules that I got when I was first getting into modular mm-hmm. and I was like this is so fucking cool yeah and yeah yeah like when I you know weirdly found myself in the position where I was making modules. I was like, well, I want to make them look cool. <laughs> yeah, for right. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, uh, it seems like, I mean, I get it. Cause like, there's all, like, you know, with the production of them, you know, if, 
you know, most, most companies are doing PCB panels now because it's just like so much more affordable, um, for, you know, the maker and, and the, uh, the, the, I keep wanting the client to keep, that's not the word I'm looking for. What customer user. Um, and you know, you're super limited on what you can get as far as like colors for the, um, you know, like the, like, cause it's mostly just matte, um, uh, etched out. Right. So that's why there's so much gold. That's why black and gold is so popular. Right. Yeah. Because, well, yeah. I mean, cause yeah, the, yeah, the gold is like the, it's like gold plating over the copper, but yeah, Mm -hmm. it's quite, yeah, there's you've you've got like your silkscreen layer, and then there's the like the FR four like the um, substrata, like I guess I think it's uh, fiberglass. Um, mm. But yeah, oh yeah, it's a little blank panel thing. But yeah, so yeah, and then you've got the white ink, and then if you have yeah, if you have no, if you have none of the solder mask which is the black thing or whatever color the the pcb is um and there's copper underneath it then it gets gold plated and if there's no copper underneath it then you just see the the fiberglass and so you can kind Mm -hmm. of you know work with with what combinations of what and then yeah it also lets you light up from the other side which is a cool effect i think yeah it's funny like it's i know I, i i know there are a lot of people out there who wonder like why is everything black and gold? And then there are people who are, you know, if you don't do it in black and gold, you'll get a million questions about when are you going to make a black and gold edition? Um, yeah. It just kind of bums me out because, you know, like, uh, you know, I love that mystic circuits, you know, like they, they don't, Oh yeah. yeah. Eli don't give a shit. He wants purple modules and I want yeah, purple yeah. modules and you can get blue and you can get red and all sorts of stuff, but then you're limited on what kind of colors work well with those. But, um, yeah. So I guess that's all to say, like, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to see you like, you know, within the, the parameters that you kind of are limited to with design choice, like keep, you know, it's, it's your, your stuff looks original and still like has your, uh, your, uh, vibe on it, which I really, really enjoy. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, I kind of, I don't know. I, I, you know, when I'm working on, on like a circuit sometimes, like I'll spend, you know, an afternoon laying out the circuit and connecting everything and moving things around so it can all sort of fit together. And then I like, I do the panel designs kind of like just as a relaxing kind of, you know, it's like, oh, I'm <laughs> going to spend an hour just like doodling. Yeah, and, yeah. And I've got like notebooks full of, like I'll just like draw the thing and it's, I don't know, it kind of it feels like when you're a kid and you're like drawing on your pencil case. Like, totally. Band logos yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> Actually, I want to show you something because I can, I can show it since I've announced it. So, uh, my, uh, my second, uh, module is going to be released hopefully within the next few months, um, through after later audio, I don't know how to design circuits. So basically, uh, I've worked with Lenny twice, uh, from after later now on a designs. And what I do, uh, is just like, I draw like, this is like a painting. Oh yeah. Um, 
with you know all of the all of the different stuff that I want on it, you know, and uh, and then I'll send him a picture of the painting, and then he'll tell me what's possible, and then I'll just keep doing revisions. But yeah, it's like oh, yeah. it's like me gamifying my ADHD brain to uh, yeah, yeah, totally you know, <laughs> actually do something. <laughs> um, yeah, and of course the the actual finished module doesn't look anything like that. It's bigger and everything, but um, yeah, that's. And I could see that, you know, like needing to have that, like, um, that, that context shift, you know, like from the, the, uh, you know, the technical side of your brain, like, you know, do like, that's, I can't imagine how complicated it is with, you know, like having the, the idea for a design and then like, you know, you have a, you have the base knowledge of components and then ordering, you know, like the, like signal flow ordering and all of that it might i could see it being a nice relief to just get some markers out and be like okay let's just yeah let's i mean they're here. both i mean they're both kind of like i find laying out circuit boards like if you get in the zone with it it is i don't know it's like doing a sudoku or something like yeah okay there's like very set rules of how things will work and you kind of yeah like just working within within those parameters and so yeah mm-hmm. if it's if it's all going well you can just kind of spend hours doing it and it can be almost relaxing but then yeah. sometimes it's it's also the worst thing ever yeah <laughs> like i imagine it's like troubleshooting yeah yeah um yeah i've heard i've the the way that you just described it and i've heard others describe it reminds me of uh my like my closest friend from you know growing up and everything um he is a uh you know, he's a, he's a, I don't, I don't think coder is the right word. I think I just showed how little I know about, but he basically does like app design, you know, he's into mm. coding and all that. And, uh, we were like in bands and all through, you know, high school or yeah, even year earlier, junior high, high school and, and twenties, early thirties. And then he just like stopped playing music because he got into this and I was always very perplexed by that but the way he describes it it's actually like more engaging for his creative mind and he can kind of he feels really creative but you know and it's kind of the same same Mm. spirit of what you were just talking about you know like getting in the zone and like you know having something that looks so complicated and technical you know, putting these things together and then viewing the sum of its parts as this creation. Like, I, I mean, it's kind of like a patch, like a more advanced, you know, yeah, totally. version of, you know, building a patch signal flow and all that. Um, oh, what, okay. That was a, that was a tangent there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm curious too, cause this is something that I've heard a lot of designers say, but you know, like, most modular companies are, you know, one to a handful of people running the entire operation, you know, from design, sourcing, production even, and then customer service. Um, Mm. How is your balance of like design versus just like kind of like the customer support side of things or not necessarily just the customer, but making it run the, Mm. maybe the less fun aspects of it? Well, I work with signal sounds for distribution in the uh, mm-hmm. in the UK so pardon the interruption but because Morgan brought up signal sounds I figured it was the perfect opportunity to announce that signal sounds is now a sponsor of Podular Modcast and for those of you who may be unfamiliar 
Signal Sounds is a synth shop based out of Glasgow, Scotland. And as you know, Patchworks has been the synth shop sponsor since pretty much day one for PodMod, but not everybody who listens to Podular Modcast lives in the United States. So I thought it would be cool to bring on some of the other cool shops from around the world. So once again, this episode is brought to you by Signal Sounds. So please check out the link in the show description to go check out what Signal Sounds has to offer. Really nice website, all sorts of really great gear. And yeah, if you live in Scotland and you haven't been down there, why don't you go check it out? Their store hours are Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Let's get back into the show. I, yeah, until, because yeah, previously until, I guess, what? A year and a half ago, well, maybe mm-hmm. less, maybe a year. But yeah, uh, WMD were doing the like building of the modules and then shipping them out to to stores for me. And so I was doing the sales, like I, uh, you know, getting emails for who wants how many of what and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I just tell tell them, and then they would ship them out. And so now, um, unfortunately, WMD is not not building modules anymore like mm-hmm. i i uh, i've seen that they are going to continue designing them which is mm-hmm. great because they make some really good stuff yeah but definitely. yeah uh uh so signal sounds now are doing distribution and sales for me and we're working with a company in the uk to do production so yeah i've kind of not ever been that interested in doing the you know the repetitive production stuff like mm-hmm. i like to i like to do the design and i like to kind of you know i i make the prototypes by hand um okay and then i don't kind of i don't want to keep doing that over and over hundreds yeah, of times totally totally <laughs> you yeah, know there's it's... robots that are that can do that much better than me <laughs> and um, and yeah also being being in australia um you know, we're a long way from most of the people that that buy modules. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, if I was doing production here, I would, you know, there there would be a lot added on to the cost of every module just to ship it to the stores. Totally. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it works out better to have yeah. have things made closer to where they're going to be used. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so. So you, it sounds like you have a pretty good balance. Like, do you, do you have like a huge document full of like ideas that you want to tackle or, or how do you, how do you decide on what, what's coming next? Um, I, I mean, I, I've got a lot of notebooks that (laughs) have got module designs in them and yeah, like I've always got a notebook with me so I can, like, if I have an idea for something, then I can just got to sort of sketch it out or. You know, a lot of a lot of the um, the kind of fleshing out of ideas I do, you know, like when I'm on, well, not on holiday, but like after Super Booth or whatever. When I'm in Europe, I usually stick around for like another week, and then I'll mm-hmm. just think about stuff and you know, flesh out some modules. Like I, I was in, um, I was in Budapest after Super Booth last year, um, and just yeah, sitting in a cafe and had a little idea for a module and in about an hour and a half, like I designed the panel designed, well, n- not like every single component in the circuit, but mm-hmm. you know, 
the the sort of building blocks of the circuit and it's like okay cool done like wow so that's yeah <laughs> like some sometimes they come really quickly like that and you know sometimes they take longer but usually the ones the good ideas come really fast so I feel yeah. like that happens with me if I'm trying to do like uh you know if I'm making like a short film or a piece of music or something like yeah totally. I feel like all of my best ideas are almost not even mine they're just zapped into me from somewhere and I have to just like okay I've got the plans I got to execute now like cuz anytime I sit down and and try like it seems like it's clunk it just feels clunky and yeah. I don't know. It's it's strange. So it sucks because sometimes I'll have the, you know, one of the, some of these ideas are really good ideas to me. And then I, you know, execute them in a way that I think is, is cool. And then I'm like, oh man, I'm good. Sweet. I'm good at this. I'm a, I'm very creative. I'm going to do that again. And then it doesn't happen. And then I'm like, okay, muse, whatever it is, zap, zap me some more. Cause that was really cool when you did that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like, like what you were saying about yeah, like ADHD brain before, mm-hmm. like, like I kind of with all the design stuff. There's, there's the the idea part that you have no control over, and then, and then there's all of the admin, mm-hmm. and so I'm always just like, okay, brain, what what are we doing today? Like, <laughs> like sometimes sometimes it's like you you're working on the admin for something, and then like your brain gets bored with that and starts having good ideas. And it's like, okay, cool. Let's, we can pivot to that. Like, yeah. Totally. Actually, this is, this is a perfect, um, perfect kind of like segue, not even segue, but like, uh, uh, reminds me of like, I to, to get this podcast that you and I are recording right now. Like I reached out to you, I think like almost two months ago, because when I, like I do this in like batches. So I'll reach out to a bunch of people and then I'll respond because at that moment, that's my motivation. And that's when Mm. I'm like, I got to get this done. And then, uh, you know, with time differences and stuff, you know, I won't hear back like within that very short window of this, oh, I got to do it. And then I'll be on to another thing. And then I'm like, oh shit, I just talked to four, I've talked to four people a month or more ago about doing this and then just like, totally fell off in communication and I feel fucking terrible when I do. And I do, that's been like, that's my life, like with everything. And I, I feel like I just need a, a manager or an assistant just to like, just for, not even for the podcast, just to be Tim, just like, Hey, yeah. Remember, <laughs> like, hey, you should I mean, that. it's kind like, of, <laughs> I, th- I, th- I feel like that kind of a little bit of chaos is, is makes things a bit more interesting you know yeah it's definitely my um it's it's where i can create best i feel like is my, my best yeah. stuff comes out of like a whirlwind and you know um yeah it's just like i'll, I'll be 40 in a month from today and it's like all right maybe like just i'm, I'm trying i'm trying to just be better at being an adult human being and i've made progress but it's just like there's still a long ways to go, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, okay. So I have, I had two more things. All right. Let's, t- I, I want to like get into the nitty gritty of the updated sound stage because oh, yeah. that's a module that I've 
I've, I've, I want that module. I've, I, I'm going to get that module. Someday. <laughs> I've never used it, but I know what it is and I know I want it. Um, so I, I was actually like t- talking with you. I was like, I found a used one for this, but like I'm in a position where like 99.9% of the modules I get are because I do the show and people send them to me. So I never buy them. Um, and it's not because I don't want to, uh, but it's like I literally can't afford to buy modules because, you know, it's not even that they're that super expensive. It's just, yeah. Um, hmm. Why am I talking about this? Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I just, I, I feel bad like inviting, ma- like there are makers I haven't invited on because I've never used any of their stuff. And then I just feel guilty about that. And I'm like, I should probably get over that because I can't use everything, you know, like yeah, no yeah. one uses everything. But um, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff out there. There's so much stuff out there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was even asking you like, you know, I don't know, what should I do? Cause I have some store credit or something. Um, but you, you instantly like, yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I want to go up to the upgraded version. So can you walk us through the difference between the first version and the new sound stage? Yeah. So the, the main difference is the um, FX send and return loop. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, it's uh, it takes, uh, uh, for the people who don't know how Soundstage works, it's like a mixer where you patch you patch into a, wait, have I got one? Uh, probably don't have one of those that's, that's not plugged into something. Anyway. I can it, throw yeah, a you, graphic of it. Oh, on yeah, the yeah. screen. Yeah, cool. So while you talk about it, I'll I'll just throw that yeah. up there. So yeah, you've got a you've got a grid of inputs, and if you patch in on the left hand side, then this the signal is is panned to the left and the right and center, etc. And the the horizontal rows are are filtered for like it's basically like an EQ. Uh, so you've got lows, low mids, high uh, mids high mids and highs so you're basically just kind of building your your mix in the stereo space and in the frequency space just by deciding where you patch it in um Mm -hmm. and it's yeah it's it's just a really good way you know because i'm sure that like a lot of people probably everybody definitely me has you know you you'll be jamming away on the modular and then you get something and it sounds cool and then you're like oh well i that there's a bit too much low end in that sound, so I just got to go over here and I EQ it and I do it. And then all of a sudden you're just messing around with EQs in mm-hmm. in software, and you're like, oh wait, what was that idea that I had? And yeah, so it just mm-hmm. lets you instead of having to do that, you just go, okay, pull. It's a it's a bass sound. It goes in here. Done. Yeah. Right. Um. But yeah. So the and then there's a depth control, which which basically controls the depth of the filtering. Uh, so if that's all the way to the left, the, there's no, like it's signals are just panned and not filtered. And then if you turn it all the way to the right, they're like hard, hard filtered. Um, and you can kind of control the, you know, it's, 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 it's controlling the, the depth of a shelving EQ basically, uh, but all of them at the same time. Um, okay. Because each each individual jack has its own kind of like fixed uh, frequency range of filtering, correct? Yeah. Well, each each horizontal row. Each row. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's right. Right. And has then it, the yeah. left to right columns um, 
make up the actual stereos. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So the the standard return loop in the the new version of the sound stage, um, it is not affected by that depth control. So it's okay. just the fully filtered versions. Um, okay. And yeah, that's kind of based on a trick that I learned a while ago when I was, you know, doing a lot of, you know, recording and mixing where I I found that if like you can do quite extreme EQing and stuff on your effects sends before you send them to the effects mm-hmm. and it and because you've still got the so so for example you could have a a vocal where you could, you know, like almost do like a format filtering EQ on it before you send it to a reverb to get a kind of weirder sounding reverb effect. And then when you bring it back and mix it in with the, with the kind of normally processed signal, um, you know, you've got like a different, a different flavor of, of effect, but it's still recognizable as the original kind of vocal. Mm-hmm. So basically I, I've made it so that the, the, the effects send and return Oh, the effects sand rather on the soundstage two is always fully filtered. So you've got that, you know, like it, it also means that you're not sending any kind of low end rumble to your reverbs. Yeah. Kind of cleans That's everything what I was up. Just thinking of like, like with especially like reverbs and just your your low end and your low end and that just like really really for me terrible. Um, that transition zone between mid to low frequency. Sometimes there's just some, that's just seems like where I find the most mud. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and yeah, sending that to a reverb is not doing anybody any favors. So yeah, I really, that, that, that was like the thing for me is like, yeah, no, I, cause it, I know what will happen. I'll get the version one and be like, Oh, I need the version two now. And then, yeah. you know, um, I mean like the version so. one is still, I don't know. I like, I don't want to be one of those, People who who are like, oh, there's the new version out, so throw the old version in the bin. Like, of course, go buy the right? New one. No, of course. But like, yeah, I it was, you know, the original version still does everything that the original one did, and when I designed that, that was, you know, that was the the like it was like the complete module that I wanted to design. But I've just, I guess, it's been like. I guess it's probably been like five years now since since I I designed the original one and I've kind of worked it's out. It's got to be more than that because you were on the show four years ago. Oh yeah, had it only been around for a year before that? I feel like it'd been around I think a little it was, long. I could be wrong. No, the soundstage was the newest one that was actually okay. out because because yeah, when oh you had Vector and the Midside. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, soundstage was the third thing that I did. So yeah, I mean it must be five. I guess five years ago. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. um, I I didn't mean to like, yeah, I felt myself as I was saying that be like, that came out in a way that people could like take it as like, oh, my, my version one's no good. Like, no, I, I still like, if, if I had a version one, I would be super happy to have it. Um, but just that, like that send return, that, 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 that feature of it is just something that like, that would be really useful for me in particular, like with how I like to do things. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, the, it's, it's also, I've, um, I kind of changed a little bit of the filtering, like for the low end 
filter, I kind of moved where its position was in the in the kind of signal flow of the module. And um, so basically, all of the unfiltered inputs are, are all going through the lowest high pass filter, basically. So you, okay. because how it was kind of configured before was if you had the depth down and you had some like a DC offset in a signal that was patched into one of the high inputs, that DC offset could still get through and it would it could eat up the a little bit of the headroom. So uh-huh. um but which, you know it's just a little quality of life kind of thing. And and I, I changed the depth circuit so it is kind of a bit smoother. Like on the on the original one, um the depth control and the level control kind of work together in a way where if the level was turned down like below a certain point and also depending on because it's all analog like there's a bit of variation in the in the vca chips that that i used for it Mm -hmm. so sometimes you could get like a bit of a volume dip in the middle of the depth control and so i've i've changed it in the new version so you've got consistent volume the whole way through just by you know moving things around in the circuit a little bit and okay yeah um now, okay, so you have CV con- the the new features so far, um, the fully filtered send and return, is, but there isn't a send and uh, effect send and return on the original, is there? No, there's no 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 send and return on the original. Um, so CV controlled depth, and then did you? Is there something else like with the new VCA for the output where you can like just patch oh, an envelope yeah, into it or something like that? Well, you could, you could still there's there was a CV input, a uh, uh, CV control over the level in the original one. But the original mm-hmm. one, when I when I designed it, um, the level control was like, in my mind, just sort of like a trim kind of thing. Like, I wasn't kind of like I was kind of thinking, well, you know, I've got twenty one inputs. You might patch five things in, or you might patch fifteen, and so the level will be different. And so the level control mm-hmm. is was just there in my mind when I was designing it. Um, just to be like, okay, so if there's lots of things coming in, the output will be loud, so I'll turn it down with this. I see, yeah. But then, obviously, when people see a mixer with a level control, they're like, okay, that's my master fader. Um, right, right. And so the original one, it, it was a linear response, um, which is sort of, you know, it's not that... Um, it doesn't react in a way that your ears expect it would. Like, you sort of... you you move it a lot and you don't get much volume change and then all of a sudden it drops off completely. And yeah. so the the new version, it's it's uh, like a log response. So it's more natural sounding. And as a result, you can also, you can get some really nice compression and kind of like ducking effects and also like... Oh, cool. Yeah, you can use it. Um, one one thing that, I, that I've been kind of having fun with is using it like an accent. So you could, you know, send it, like uh you know a like an envelope on every like downbeat or whatever and then just sort of playing with the cv input and the and the level amount and like this this one as well it it won't like there's a hard limit on the amount of gain so mm-hmm. you can if you're playing with the with the level control if you have the level all the way up and then you're sending a positive cv it won't it won't add signals because mm-hmm. i don't like Eurorack has some issues with headroom so it's very easy to to get clipping happening and so mm. i try and design that out of all of the modules okay so nice and and because of that you can 
so then you can like the CV will only push the level up to the full amount. So okay. you, the amount that you back off with the level is basically the amount of, you know, accent. You right. Can add. Oh, that's cool. And then you yeah. could reverse that process and do like yeah, a yeah. side chain kind of thing. right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And then that's a bipolar input for the CV then. Yeah. 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 Oh, so cool. you don't have to so like you wouldn't invert need your... a negative or yeah, or invert something. Cool. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's super, man. Yeah, I'm sold. Um, <laughs> that is so cool. Uh, what else? We're 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 approaching an hour, so I want to make sure that I I don't like eat up too much of it without getting to all the stuff. But is there is there anything like have we have we missed anything, or is there anything that you about the new modules that you, uh, you um, know, wanted to like? I don't know. Uh, I guess I mean I could focus I on. could rant for longer about the acronym um yeah no that like, thing yeah definitely i'm into that yeah like i've got this is a prototype but it's basically the same oh, it's a bit dusty but yeah it's the same as the um production version uh except i think there's just some small labeling differences but yeah um one thing about the acronym that gets a lot of comments is the fine tune is the big knob and the coarse tune <laughs> is the small knob I actually and, like that because fine tuning yeah, takes that's exactly. makes so much more sense. I know it <laughs> I don't understand like I've got like the 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 weird oscillators uh-huh. and the anti oscillators they've got the fine tune is the big knob and I've got over there I've got a live wire AFG which is also like fine tune is the big knob but I don't understand I don't know maybe it's like cuz the the bookler stuff has got like a a I mean, I guess it's then with Bookler, it's not really you're not tuning it because you're you're um, being experimental. So you right, want a big, yeah, a big range. But like all of the the modules that kind of take that you know big coarse tune and then a tiny little fine tune, like that just bugs me to use. Like I wonder if it's as simple as you know, like coarse. Well, that's big changes, big knob, fine tune. Small changes, small knob. Yeah. You know, I wonder if it's but then, like. <laughs> but but if you look at the, like if you look at the, like the uh, uh, what is it diameter? No, not diameter. Circumference. If you mm-hmm. look at the circumference of the knob, just say you've got a, like a big knob that makes big changes, and then a small knob that is your fine tune. You end up with, basically, this like. For the for the same number of millimeters of movement around the circumference, you get the same amount of tuning change. So you end up okay. with basically two medium knobs. But just <laughs> one, one is hard to use, and one is easy to use. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, no, that I've never once thought about that. But now that you've brought this to my attention, I'm I will never. I don't think I'll ever go back. Like I totally agree. Fine, fine yeah. tune needs to be big knob. Yeah, that's wow. Thank you for that. It's been a while since <laughs> like something like I love when like a an like an idea is like so good and simple that it's like elegant. You know, it's like yeah, that makes total sense. Oh, it's funny. So wait, people hmm. positive response on that is what you're saying with a lot of people yeah, totally. commenting on that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. some people, some people not like. 
like some people's immediate reaction is the knobs are backwards. And then I explain yeah, why uh-huh. and they're like, oh, okay. And you know, I once, once you use it, like, yeah, it makes, I mean, especially because this, because it's got the, the through zero, like FM or PM or, you know, I'm not going to get into, you know, the, the nerdy, discussions about actually when you brought that up i was like this could be a good opportunity because i i'm i'm imagining a lot of people out there don't even know what through zero means and that's been something that's been oh, a lot I, of new modules have popped up based off of this concept and i have a i think i know i mean i i know what it is but i don't think i could explain it so yeah well it ba- basically like when you're modulating the frequency of something you get to the point where like just say you've got to say you've got a signal that's 200 hertz and you're modulating it by 100 hertz up and 100 hertz down then you get a, a signal that which sounds like 200 hertz but with more frequencies like mm-hmm. this is the there, there's there's maths equations like when i was studying like communications engineering they they tell you, you know, you can you can do a little equation and you you get the the different frequencies out. But basically, yeah, you get a signal that's higher and a signal that's lower, and then the original signal. But it sounds like the original signal. And then as you, but just say you had a a two hundred hertz signal and you modulate two hundred hertz down and two hundred hertz up, then you get to zero. You've like you still have that. It sounds like two hundred hertz, but if you go three hundred hertz up and 300 hertz down, you hit zero and kind of conventional oscillators, like it'll just stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then... Because it's literally at zero yeah, hertz for just, a second, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so then that makes this the, um, the pitch sound sharp. So you get to a point where you want to add more modulation because you want like more harmonics like you want it you want the the timbral effect of of adding more modulation but all of a sudden it's making your making making you go sharp like and then things are mm-hmm. out of tune and yeah so through zero um it's been implemented in a few different ways by a few different people and there are people that will argue like that's not that's not really through zero like yeah does that have to do with like if it's a an oscillating between positive and negative voltages Versus um, from zero to just positive, I'm, I th- I think like the the purest idea is that the the oscillator core reverses, um, and but then people have have implemented it by flipping the phase of the output or like I don't know like changing between so so you know like you've got a saw and a ramp and they're they're basically inverted versions of one another so mm-hmm. if the if the core was going backwards, it it would go from being a saw to a ramp. So people have done it by, you know. So is that is that phase shift that phase shift happening at the output only happening within that range when it's like getting close to zero and then it goes back to its yeah. original phase? That's okay. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's, that's cool. not how it works in acronym. Like right. Acronym like the the twenty one thirty has a like a reverse, like an input basically that is like, if you, if you turn this on, it reverses. Okay. And then there's, okay. there's like a little comparator circuit 
um, that you basically can detect when it should be going backwards and then it tells it to go backwards. Okay, cool. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, but then there's the then there's the phase modulation slash frequency modulation debate thing. Like on the the accurate like this is this is an early prototype and it says through zero FM on it, but the production mm-hmm. ones wherever what's this? No, that's a that's an even earlier prototype. But yeah, the production <laughs> ones it says PM not FM. And that's okay. because the um, – oh, there's one up there somewhere. Yeah. Um, the the um, input to that is um, AC coupled, so high-passed basically, uh, which helps be, – yeah, because when I was, I was um, experimenting with them and I really enjoyed uh, – having two acronyms and using the wave output to modulate the, well, to FM the other one. But then because the different waveforms that you can generate will have like higher and lower amounts like above and below like the zero volt. So Uh then that, that could mess up the tuning as well. Because if you've got a signal where just say you're, you're using the wave morph and you've got like, some sign below and then you've got like a whole lot of folded above or something right, like that. Right. Then it pushes it sharp. Uh-huh. And so I I just AC coupled the the um FM input so that that would kind of pull things and back that, into tune basically. And that took it from frequency modulation to phase modulation. Well, if you if you are being like you know a purist about it it's it's mm. just ac coupled frequency modulation okay uh-huh because you're not really modulating the phase but then if you kind of look at the maths and the output like it's the same result as phase modulation i mean it's it's like okay. the the dx7 is a phase modulation synth but everyone calls it fm okay okay it's yeah. It's about where, when you've got a when you've got a the mathematical equation for a sine wave, there's like there's phase and frequency in, in different parts in the thing, and it's like which one of these am I changing? And the this is not very exciting. Um, no, actually, no. <laughs> I am. I I actually am like, oh my god, I'm I'm hearing things and and getting a further understanding of something that has always been a little iffy for me so no i, yeah. I love this well it, it's um, you you basically it's it's de- depending on what number in an equation you're changing um but the you know what when you're playing a musical instrument like you you you're not you can't detect a phase change um like if i if i played you a sine wave and then i'm like this is the same sine wave but it's got a 60 degree phase shift it would just sound the same so mm-hmm. Um, until you're playing them together or whatever. Until yeah, until right. you're playing them together. But then mm-hmm. yeah, uh, you could time shift them, and that right. would also change it. Like so, basically, I said on the panel it says PM not FM because when you when you do a static phase change, you end up with. So if I just say I've got a 
a thing and I send it one volt. If I if I'm doing FM, I send it one volt, then the pitch goes up by a certain amount. If I'm changing the phase, you send it one volt. You hear the timbre change for a period of time, and then it sounds the same as it did before. Because okay. yeah, so I was like, it's easier so it's- to explain what it's doing by calling it phase modulation. So could I mean let me let me see if if this example illustrates what you're saying like maybe not mathematically but like okay so you're talking about if you're going from um you know a sine to uh you know a folded uh wave and the point at which you make that frequency modulation you're in the the low dip of the sine so that's going to you know you don't want that so you're trying to avoid that so does this this what you've done to correct that basically make it so where if you are going from the sign to that folded wave no matter where you are in the sign it'll kind of like move that higher higher peak of it up until it uh, switches to the i mean I, nah, i'm not saying that it actually yeah. does that but is that kind of like how you could think about the end result or i mean i no i think i think if you think of physics is weird yeah if you <laughs> I, I guess if if you think of you know fre- frequency modulation is changing the pitch mm-hmm. and phase modulation is a way to do the same thing without the pitch changing so you just because when you change the pitch you get a timbral change and um if you want the timbral change without the pitch change then it's phase modulation okay okay yeah yeah that's that's the yeah i feel like i'm gonna play with my uh my uh three body from schlappy after this and oh, yeah. maybe get some new insights as to what because i can i have fun with it and i i generally know how to make it do the things i want it to do but I'm, yeah well totally i mean yeah, that's... if i said i knew what was happening <laughs> i mean i don't think the thing is like you know when you're playing a guitar like nobody's thinking about like well the tension on the string versus the length <laughs> and like mm-hmm. i mean all of these things are interesting when you're designing a thing but mm-hmm. like it is i don't know, that's that's why sometimes when people get a bit pedantic on the internet and i am definitely someone who gets pedantic on the internet <laughs> often so so yeah, I'm not I'm not <laughs> criticizing anybody who does that, but then you know sometimes it's like, ah, oh, maybe we should just be spending a bit more time, you know, talking about the music. Some, or, yeah, or, or like yeah, just just making some cool sounds or something. Yeah, totally. Actually, after a while, uh, you know, of doing the, the show because I was you know like everybody who gets into modular uh, was just like it's all I wanted to talk about, and it's just endlessly fascinating. And then, of course, you know, like it's been six years, so like sometimes it can be a little boring, and I'm not super interested in talking about modules or like you know what the, what they do and and everything. However, like when it is something like like the mid side thing, because like mixing is my honestly like the mixing, editing, and just making a piece work within a, a DAW. That's my favorite part of creation really as as an artist as Mm. far as music goes i love mixing stuff so i feel like you're the person i do want to talk about 
<laughs> you know, like the technical stuff because yeah, you, you're like, I just, uh, you make stuff that, that I'm like, oh, I'm glad that exists, you know, that needs to exist within this space. So, yeah. So, and also if people are coming to Podular Modcast, the Modular Podcast, they're, they're probably down to clown with some pretty nerdy talk too. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope so anyways. <laughs> Ah, well, shit, Morgan, this, we're already over an hour. Um, and oh, yeah. I want to make sure I give you the last, uh, you know, last word. So if you, if there's more you wanted to talk about with acronym, um, I mean, go for it or anything else. No, I mean, I think, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to just start talking about it like, it, like it's an ad or something. You know, I, I want to, <laughs> if people, if people wanted to, to learn more about it, then they could, you know, check out, I've got a couple of videos up on, on my Instagram and, um, I think, do I have any on YouTube? I can't remember. I'm terrible at, at I, doing no, all of I, So I was looking stuff. at the, you, your YouTube, um, because I was like, I just want to like, you know, just get, again, get my head into the space of, of your world. And, um, it's, it's mostly like the soundstage stuff. Um, mm. um. But yeah, I'm sure they can find all the, but I, I totally see where you're coming from with, uh, I don't want this to like turn into an ad, which I get. Cause you know, I, I would have similar uh, feelings like that, but also I just want to like float it out there. Like this is, this is like your creative, you know, output. This is like what you're driven to do. This is your passion and your, 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 your life in a, in a sense, not your whole life, obviously. Um, and not often do you get to just kind of talk about it freely. And I invited you here to do that. So yeah. <laughs> you can you can wax poetic as much as you want about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I I like, you know, I I prefer just nerding out about things in a in a like rambly way mm-hmm. rather than mm-hmm. I don't know, like I'm like the one of the reasons why there's not not any acronym videos I think up on the YouTube is I'm always, you know, I'm like, I, I'll be designing something and then I'm organizing for production and then doing all of that sort of stuff. And then it's like, okay, the thing's coming out. All right. I've got to do, got to do content, got to do ads. Mm-hmm. And I'm not naturally, you know, like there are, there are people out there who are very good at making demo videos and stuff. And oh my God. Yeah. The, I'm not one the of amount, them. <laughs> the amount of footage that I've shot and then have never used for, you know, demo videos is is larger than I care to admit. But yeah, I it's I, I, I prefer to just like make a cool patch and be like, I'm using this mm. to make this piece of music. And these are kind of roughly the aspects that I used to do it. But like the, yeah. the technical breakdown of it, like, yeah, that's that's a little harder for me. You know, with it, I can do it better if I'm like doing like a, like I, I do you know Madrona Labs? Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I've been working with with Randy from Madrona to do like uh, basically like video manuals for their, oh, yeah. their products, and I've been doing the Kaivo, the granular uh, physical modeling one for a while, and that's a lot easier because I can just get an OBS and open it up, and it's all yeah, like yeah. right here on the computer. But when there's a camera to futz about. And then making yeah. the patch and the ADHD brain implodes, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I, sh- uh. I should probably, like, rather than be like, okay, I'm going to do a thing and it's going to be, like, the definitive video about this thing, I should probably just muck around for, like, half an hour and, yeah. Yeah, totally. Find the good bits in it themselves. <laughs> That's kind of, so, you know, I still do... I I'd, I'd still do like, you know, hardware demo videos and stuff for the show. And I've just, you know, kind of like leaned into, okay, well, I, this is what, this is the process that I can like do this in a way that kind of makes sense. And, uh, but yeah, I, I have found that just kind of like, rather than starting and stopping, like, oh, I, I fumbled that word. Like just, yeah, like just go for a while and then, yeah, you'll have to slog through the edit, but it'll be yeah. it, it'll actually end up saving you so much more time if you just yeah totally just do it and then edit out all the the shit but um right on okay so finally what would you like to shout from the modular mountaintops anything you want it doesn't have to actually that i'm going to leave it at that i want it to be an open and oh, question i forgot i forgot this question was coming i haven't <laughs> I haven't thought of anything um i don't what do i want to i don't know I don't know. I think I think people should maybe just everybody should be spending more time playing with their modulars and not worrying about the cool new modules and and all of that stuff. People should yeah, I think I mean I sometimes I get a bit you know, caught up in thinking about modules and that's like wait, I should just spend the afternoon making cool sounds yeah 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 make some cool sounds everybody it's such a strange reminder that i think we all need because i and it's just the nature of this the format i think um because you could just take stuff out and you could like you're not just buying the synth you're just buying a little piece and now you can just it's it becomes like a lego uh trading card music making kind of hybrid and yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that, and I've had to remind myself that. So, yeah, I'm going to echo that for you. I, I agree. Hmm. Um, well, thank you so much for your time. Uh, yeah, thanks. Let's thanks not for wait four me. years uh, to do it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, that's our show. Thank you to Morgan from Warren for coming back on. Thank you for listening. And thank you to all the show's sponsors, ForMS, After Later Audio, Patchworks, and welcome aboard Signal Sounds. Don't forget to visit the GoFundMe page for Patchworks. Uh, link in the show description if you can help out. That would be amazing. If you would like to support Podular Modcast, please visit patreon.com forward slash Podular Modcast. Get active on the Discord. We've got some new cool stuff coming up in 2024 as far as interacting and uh, even collaborating in certain ways. So yeah, that'll be really fun. Uh, this week's secret word is is mud bog until next week